I love loop. this view though. Yeah. yeah you're welcome. You're, yeah. You're, <laughs> you like it? It's like, oh, oh, it's just some, it's just some chick. Oh, hello. <laughs> hey, it's Will Actually, and yeah, of course I have a podcast. This is All the King's Voices, and I am broadcasting from here in my mother's basement to mansplain the art of drag kinging to you. Now, if you're listening to the audio, you can head over to YouTube, find King's Voices Pod, and go ahead and hit subscribe. That way you can see the video of all these fabulous kings as well as my gorgeous face. And if you're already watching the video, then why not go find the podcast on whatever podcast device you're listening and hit subscribe there. While you're there, make sure you rate and review. All right, let's meet today's guest. Today's guest is the Rebel Kings of Oakland. The Rebel Kings are not your average drag king troop. For 10 years, they've put on shows on the first and third Wednesdays at the White Horse Bar in Oakland, the oldest gay bar in the nation. The Rebel King show is absolutely inclusive and welcoming for both performers and audience members alike. While some shows require more polished acts, this show stays open to anyone who is interested in performing, especially baby drag kings. It's a space for everyone to stay true to themselves, whether it's as a performer or as a spectator. Their mission is to provide the East Bay community, queer and non-queer alike, a drag king experience with safe, continuous, and creative bi-weekly show to allow for gender-bending exploration through performance art. So hi, everybody. Um, so uh, before we jump into a conversation, uh, why don't we kind of go around and just introduce yourselves, tell us your drag name, um, kind of who you are, what you do. So whoever would like to start can start. Vera. I know. Why They're going to, Vera. I have to call on her name. Sure. <laughs> Vera, my drag name is Vera. <laughs> in capital letters. That's important to remember. Evolution. Yes, the evolution. It went from lower to uppercase. Um, and my drag pronouns are they, them. I've been a drag king for like under, I just realized, un like under three years. Um, and I'm one of the, yes, no, true, true. We did some mathematical statistical analysis, Joey Gilano. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. This is Vegas is like, it's true. Um, <laughs> there. Uh, and I'm part of the Rebel Kings of Oakland and also the Nine Inch Males, where my drag name is Evan Essence. Yeah. <laughs> And I would say, like, just I'm a Armenian American, very queer, weird, does lots of awkward eye contact splits, kind of a drag king. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <Here's me. laughs> awesome. Um, okay, I don't know what if everyone's like screens are the same way, but figure we can kind of just like go this way. So, uh, so Joey and MJ, do you guys want to? Oh, sure. Hi. Yeah. I'm um, Jota Mercury, and I also go by MJ Mercury for my burlesque performing. Um, but for today, I'm Jota. And who are you? <laughs> uh, I'm Joey Gelato. Always Joey Gelato. <laughs> <laughs> Contemplating on being double scoop if I do fin drag. <laughs> yes. um, very excited for that. <laughs> um, I've been performing for three years. As of last September, 
Um, let's see. I don't know. I'm Chicano, Chicanex. I personally identify as non-binary, and my drag persona treads somewhere along that. Um, I really like to mess around with like pure macho, like especially like machismo, like like Mexican, just like just gross macho. <laughs> and, um, and then also I like to like, I'll have my boobs out sometimes when I'm performing because I find like that, that it's really powerful to be in like full face drag, but have my chest out and it looks feminine, but I know in that moment it's very masculine. So to just play a lot with stuff like that for me is very important along with like my racial identity, which is a Mexican American. And more recently I've been um, more like proudly talking about being half indigenous and all that fun stuff. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, so my drag name's Joey Gelato. I am Italian American. Um, I try and capture gelato within my persona, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I tend to go for silky-ish, but I don't know. I like to be angsty and do a little punk and do a little leather boy next door kind of feel. I like to bring my kink to the stage as much as possible. Um, my drag persona is it goes by he, him. Outside of drag, I am by gender, so I go by she and they. Um, also he with my drag family whenever they want to call me he. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I've been doing drag for in August of this year. It'll be six years. Um, I'm a member of the Rebel Kings of Oakland, also a part of Yeah Girl, also kind of a background in Nine Inch Males whenever they need another king. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I should also mention I'm part of Nine Inch Males <laughs> and Yeah Girl. <laughs> <laughs> L- little bit, little bit of crossover then, yeah? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and Yeah Girl is, um, I should, should I say hosted? called like ran by our um our well my drag dad uh, javier miguel yeah awesome yeah i don't know if i've seen the yeah girl perform it's kind of a rarity nowadays yeah girl started about four years ago in my bedroom with rachel and javier miguel and we were like let's do a 90s r&b boy band group so we started love it so good. So good. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. So do we'll kind of, I guess, loop back around. So Jason, you wanna, and then we'll end on Vegas. So. Hi. Um, my drag name is uh, Jason Trouble. Um, goes by he. Uh, st- he's still trying to figure himself out. Done a little bit of everything. A lot of duets because uh, uh, amazing performers to work with and learn from. I'm the newest of this group and new to, fairly new to drag. I found it in, in Oakland when I moved here and just kind of fell in love with this group. And outside of drag, I go by kind of uh, they, them, or she, her. I'm fine with both. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I got started by just kind of falling in love with this group and, and deciding to help wherever I can. And then I ended up on stage. So... Um, <laughs> the, the yeah. occupational prefer, hazard <laughs> yes yes if you hang out with drag kings you're going to end up being one here pretty soon somebody will just throw you on stage so that's kind of <laughs> how i got my start and um i'm definitely the 
still pretty shy in front of the stage, but uh, enjoy, you know, being of help wherever I can and, and working on some new numbers, so. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And then we'll, we'll keep going this way. So Vegas. Hi, I'm Vegas Jake. Still Vegas Jake. <laughs> <laughs> you sound mad about it. <laughs> hey, I'm Vegas Jake. Yep, still Vegas. Well, I'm like the OG of the group. So um, yeah. <laughs> I've been doing drag. I started back in Santa Cruz in 2000. So I'm kind of old school. And um, <laughs> hello, I'm, I'm old. <laughs> I started doing drag when we only use like, you know, cork. <laughs> I um yeah so I I uh um my my character as you can tell by the name has a little Vegas cheesy action to it um I I host the Rebel Kings show when I can and uh I've been a part of Rebel Kings as long as it started um and we've been going 10 years strong uh this June which is pretty amazing for a troop to be together that long for one and um, yeah, I just, uh, I use they, them, she, her type pronouns everywhere I go. I use, I like to say I'm genderqueer or gender non-binary, whichever one you want to pick, depending on the day. And uh, yeah, I, I think, um, I joke, I, I have been doing drag a long time. I, I started a long time ago, but I had taken breaks along the way. Uh, it wasn't until I came back to, I moved out to Oakland area when I uh, heard of a Drag King show at the White Horse Bar. And it had a different name back then. It was the East Bay Kings Club and they had put on a longstanding Drag King show there. And so I had thought I should start doing drag again. And I watched the show, got involved in the show, performed, brought back the character. I tend to do a lot of like Richard Cheese style songs. So they're always a bit of parodies of sorts. Um, that's kind of my shtick, but I'll let you ask more questions because I'm sure you're going to get into more. So Yeah, well, so one of the reasons I'm super excited about having all of you on is because you've each had very different like lengths of time in drag and different experiences with drag. Obviously, as part of the same community, you also have similar experiences as well, right? <laughs> so um, one would hope that you are not all, you know, part of the same group, but never see each other, right? Um, <laughs> So I, I would love to hear, you know, specifically about like, okay, so how did the Rebel Kings come to be? And like, what is the difference between what it was then, what it is now? And kind of as, and, and each of you can feel free to, to chime in, but I'd love to hear like what being a part of this specifically, like the East Bay, like drag community the, or the Bay Area drag community, like what does that look like? So I'll kind of let you all chime in. <laughs> If we start chronologically, that means that you got to start Vegas. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Uh, I, I guess Rebel Kings of Oakland, I mentioned, started because a, a drag troupe that had started, had a show at the White Horse, um, kind of ended, but the community still wanted to keep it going. So some of us decided to kind of work it out with the bar and it kind of evolved. Um, we had a contest that had somebody in the drag community who actually came up with Rebel Kings of Oakland. It wasn't a name that just was like, let's call ourselves this. Okay. Um, and and that, that was, our, I think, our way of bringing the community in because that was kind of the focus of the show. We kind of wanted to do a, a different, same type of show, but a little bit different. Um, 
one to keep, I think, the Drag King performing community alive in the East Bay. Uh, also make it a safe space for folks to continue to learn and uh, understand drag or become a new drag king. Since Drag Kings about 10 years ago, I, I don't think we're as popular. Um, I think we've become more popular over the time with, with social media and things have changed. Um, and you know, every, everything's changed in drag, if you ask me from when I started in Santa <laughs> Cruz back in the early, you know, 1999, 2000. Um, <laughs> uh, and so in a good way, not, I mean, it's, it's great. So yeah, Rebel Kings, um, we used to do a show every Wednesday night at the White Horse. I don't know how we did that, but we managed to and uh, it was it was pretty crazy at times. I mean, it was the kind of show where um, we weren't as organized as I feel like we are now. I think with bringing new people involved, and um, there were there are a lot of other kings who were a part of the original troupe that have either moved away or um, they're kind of like they're kind of like a guest appearance now. Their lives have changed, but they're still always a rebel king, which is kind of cool. Like it's not like you're you're gone and you're never considered a rebel king anymore. And I think that's what's unique about the rebel kings of Oakland is that I think we've been able to kind of keep that sense of um, camaraderie and community uh, no matter where you are in the drag world and wherever you are in um, your, you know, whether you want to perform or not perform, uh, you take a break. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what's kind of kept it going and solid and then you bring in, you know, new people and it just, it kind of grew into this whole other uh, thing in a good way. Um, I think a lot of drag troops don't stay together very long because there's drama or something comes up. And I, I don't, I think we just have figured out how to communicate with each other and be kind of honest and deal with the drama when it happens. And I think it's kept it solid, um, which is pretty amazing if you ask me, because uh, I think the drag king drag world can be pretty intense at times. And um, I, I think we're lucky that we've kind of kept this kind of community focused group that, yeah, we might run this, these shows, but we are very focused on all the people who are involved in performing the show. So mm -hmm. it's not just us, or it's not just one person producing the show. It's it's a it's a group effort, which is nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I'll let everyone else say a few words. So. Yeah, yeah. So like, what is the experience of being a part of the Rebel Kings versus like doing other shows, or what what have you experienced, kind of coming up in drag? I guess. You asking me or everybody? Uh, no, just question to the room. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. My experience was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I wanted to be a drag king. I had, was hell-bent on being a burlesque performer, and I took classes, and I was just, like, mm, in it. And then I had the opportunity to um, do, like, make my burlesque debut and a drag king debut in the same week. And I asked Joey, and it was for, like, a back-to-school night. And they were like, yeah, just bring a CD and show up, like, the next show. And then I performed. I used to go by J Mercury because I was going by MJ Mercury, and I panicked and was like, "Shit, I need like a man name." And I just was like, "Okay, pack off the M, J Mercury." <laughs> and um, 
And then Daddy eventually changed into Jota. Anyway, I, when I first got into drag, though, it was through RKO, going to an RKO show. Um, was going to them very, like, frequently. And then I feel like my, my deep, deep immersion came from San Francisco Drag King Contest in mm-hmm. 2017. And that was fucking weird, to be honest. Yeah. A super weird experience for me. Yeah. Um, I remember I talked, I, I, did, I wrote like an article or something and I had talked to Fudgy about how he would describe it. And he's like, imagine like a monster truck race, but like with drag. And I was like, <laughs> so it was like a fucking insane thing. Anyway, so, but it, that whole experience was just weird and crazy because like, not only was I very like, not experienced in the drag king community specifically but like Mm -hmm. drag alone you know and I entered it just like on a whim um in like the lip sync portion and you were you were with me and like yeah that was an amazing and crazy night (laughs) it was just yeah so my whole experience was very weird with that I remember feeling very strange because there was a lot of people who had clearly like been in this game for a long time Mm -hmm. and looking at me like like yeah. who are you like <laughs> and then I won and then it was like attitudes changed and I was like whoa this is so weird and strange and I then it very quickly placed me into I am participating in something in the San Francisco drag scene which is very loving and nurturing for creativity but it also doesn't fuck around yeah. and there are politics here and there's respect and I came in here swinging it on fire and even though there's people that I've never met who are just kind of like staring at me quietly, like I still needed to show like my respect because these are like my drag elders, you know, and people that have like, it was just, it was such a weird and surreal night for me. And like (laughs) the following year was really great. I had a really wonderful (laughs) title, (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of strange. And then, I mean, I am so grateful that I was asked to join Rebel Kings because that showed me, I feel like, the drag community that I was, like, truly looking for. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I'm, I'm comparing, like, our troupe to, like, a Night of Mayhem, you know, of San Francisco Drag King Contest. So <laughs> yeah, very, yeah. very different. Um, but that was my full-blown, like, that was the night where I was like, this is not a game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can very much relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like no, realizing it, oh sorry go ahead go ahead no it's interesting what 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 Jota's saying because um when I first started doing drag as an outsider I didn't live in the bay area and I came into the bay area and tried to do a couple of shows when I was younger and it's interesting that it, it it is such a scene in the bay area that if you're maybe it's changed now but but we're talking back in the late 90s you know 2000s um you if you weren't from that scene in that bay area san francisco drag world you you weren't cool enough to get enough props when you performed and people actually weren't very nice to you at times like as an outsider coming in from not from the bay area but being a drag king in santa cruz we you weren't like uh you just weren't seen as a very cool good performer which always bo- bothered me and why I never did contests because I did do, we did do SF Drag King contest way back in the day. And um, it just never felt like a, a welcoming thing back then, which then made me look at drag a little differently. So when we kind of, I think, 
formed the Rebel Kings, my head being a host and being, I wanted our show to be a show that welcomed all people, even if you weren't that great, but you could learn to be great or you could, you wouldn't feel so like um, uh, dismissed mm. or something, you know, like you could do drag. It could be whatever it is to you. You might not be like amazing with makeup and fabulous with costuming and have a huge setup. But at our show, every Wednesday night, bring a CD and just ha have fun. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. I think, I mean, I came from Southern California and I've been like, you know, looking at drag kings for a long time on stage and and they'll tell you in other areas it's very similar where there's just it's very sceny it's it's you know i got asked to to join a couple of them or to do it and it, it just never felt welcoming like the the group did not feel welcoming at all it, it felt like it was incredibly intimidating and if you weren't perfect then you didn't even dare try and the rebel kings just have this really amazing little wonderful warm family space that feels very different from any other place i've seen and I think that, you know, the evidence is 10 years of going on and constantly a fuel of new performers coming in. And I think it's, you guys are, the Rebel Kings are very special in this space, like, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I keep I, thinking. Yeah, no, go, go ahead, please. I was going to say Vegas. It makes me think about like if, if, if we were to have a time travel and baby Vegas came to RKO now and messaged us and was like, hey, I'm from Santa Cruz and I really like to perform. We would be like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> no, it's, it's so true. It's so different. And I think, I think it's changed a lot though in the Bay Area over the years too. I don't, I don't know if it's not the same as it was in the early early years, I, f I think the community, it has changed a lot. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a time where there was once a show called Tranny Shack. Right. So, you know, things have changed. And that is at a prominent club that we perform at still. I, I performed at that. Yeah. Years ago. <laughs> and the, the only reason I kept performing is that there was a drag king there that actually said, you know, uh, thank you. And, and welcomed me in a, in a, it was Jay Walker, who's an old school drag king. Um, they've retired, but um, they, they were so kind and it just, it helped me a lot to get up there and try to do a number because Tranny Shack was no joke. And I had one little simple little number in my little Vegas outfit and it was hilarious and I survived, but. <laughs> and we are grateful for that. <laughs> Even when I started, like it was like really intimidating for me. Like I'm also, I'm like a super introverted person and I was going to Rebel King shows when I was under 21. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I, I remember that. when it was like, I remember when it was weekly and I would go yeah. because I knew that it was weekly and I would try and go every other Wednesday. And then I started dating somebody who was like, used to be a drag king. And that was telling me about, it used to be a drag king in New Orleans called, uh, Felix, her name was Felix McGuire. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I started, then we broke up and I was like, Oh, okay, well, I'm gonna start going to these drag king shows by myself because I have no friends and I'm just gonna go. And I remember walking up to uh, Dante Damone and being like, hey, dude, like, how do you get into this? Like, do you have to audition? And then Dante looked at me, looked at the stage, looked back yeah. at me, and was just like, does it look like you have to audition? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. Yeah. Dante Damone's in this picture. 
That is, look at, is that Stefano in the front? Yeah. What the fuck? Mickey Finn, TV Ray, Deanie, Logan comes well. Some of the OGs. Oh my God, precious. I don't know how you guys did an every week show. That's ridiculous. Wild. It was not as organized coming from an uh, audience perspective. Mm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Here's here's baby Vegas. Oh. Oh my gosh, that's great. So you have the outfits. Good. You look so disgusting, and I love it. Wow. <laughs> Notice it's an actual photo; it's not on a phone. It's <laughs> right. oh. Not sharing your screen on that one. Nope. Joey, what you were saying reminded me of like my start as well. That I used to just come to all the shows, and I when I was like back when I was in grad school, so like <coughs> ages ago. <laughs> I remember that. Oh my god, it was like 2005 to 10, and I used to like go, I went to all the shows, I loved them, I used to be the tip girl a lot, Yeah. So I, I have uh, on paper photos of my ass just crawling, and I look at myself, I can't even recognize myself, because I look <laughs> like super femmy-ish, whatever that, you know, and I'm just like, you know, ass over tea kettle trying to pick up all these ones. Yeah. No fanny pack though. Yeah. No fanny packs. Pre fanny pack. I mean, like, it was pre fanny pack, and when we even watched on, the audience to be a tip person, a tip yep. honor. Mm-hmm. Even when I started person. drag, you were still doing femme drag. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, I started. You know, back in the day, and Justin to Beaver joined the <laughs> roster of the show for a while. Yeah. And I know, and was shy and asked me to be like the girl in duets. And so, and then I was a backup dancer for Mama's Boys based on doing backup for Justin. That was an era, moving right along. <laughs> then, then I met, you know, that's where I met Randy. Who wasn't Cohen. part of Mama's Boys. <laughs> Everyone has had a small intersection in that Venn diagram, moving right along. And, and then I started doing like girl, the girl part with Randy Puff for a while. And I recently, saw, and then I was like, wait a second. But I recently found a photo of me, like from the Mama's Boys era, like with like a backwards hat on and like a mask outfit and no drag face. And I'm like, wow, like the opportunity was kind of there, but I'm really glad that I, you know, that I, was thank you for asking me to be one of the rebel kings before I was in a super king mode. Like that's really precious to me. And I just, it's just, I feel like that was how time was meant to flow there. And it's just really beautiful. Yeah. Well, so that's actually a really great transition. So one of the things that I'm so interested in is especially as we enter this like weird phase of drag where everybody's kind of like fluid and non-binary and drag doesn't necessarily have like anatomical reference anymore. Like it's, this isn't the nineties. Right. Um, (laughs) So I'm curious, like what, what makes drag king performance different Mm. or special or definable? Like what is being a king? Um, And there's no Mm. right or wrong answer. I'm just curious, like how you maybe embody it or how you've seen it embodied or, you know, feel free to, to riff on Mm. that. So, um, uh, for me, everything, my, my goal as a drag king is to challenge everything you thought you knew about masculinity. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
as long as, and that can mean a variety of things. Like that can mean having my boobies out. That can mean being super taped down, having my chest hair showing. That could mean so many different things. But everything that you thought you knew about men or women or your idea of gender goes out the window as soon as I hit the stage. <laughs> I love it. That's true. Great. True. Okay, I'll just go now. Oh, way to fuck it right at you. <laughs> I went out there. Okay. <laughs> Uh, for me, dra uh, like, being a drag king, personally for me, is more of, like, a headspace. It's just, like, it allows me to be in this certain headspace and allows me to be able to be, like, confident in my male side of my gender. Ooh. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's cool. So there's there's both a performance and an identity aspect exactly. to it. It's a part of an identity. Yeah. That's cool. I think a lot, it gives you a space, and this is kind of recent, you know, what I found in the very short time is, is that it does, I had never been able to, like, give voice to that male part of me or that person, that, that part of me that felt more masculine, that was like, I've always presented as very masculine, but there's a whole different experience when you have, you know, a, uh, a jock strap on and, you know, a beard on and Maybe with the way that people see you and experiencing that differently as, like, you know, the way that people experience me different when I'm wearing a beard or whatever. And it's like, it's just interesting to, to see what the world treats you like as a dude. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and playing with that and being able to like run with the confidence that that brings not naturally. Yeah. So it's, it's performance, it's identity. It's also the way that other people experience you, yeah. not just your experience of it. Yeah. That's, well, and, that and getting sense. to see how markedly different it is. I don't know that you get that opportunity to, to explore that in any other form, like we, we don't get to walk around as men in our normal lives, but for a moment for those nights when we're in drag, it's like, whoa, the world looks at you a little bit differently or they perceive you differently, give you, you know, different kind of get out of your way when you're walking down, walking through or whatever and not so playing with that. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas was made a reaction, but Je that really, Jason, that really like, I. When I'm thinking about what drag kinging is for me, it's all about kind of playing with the gendery bendery feels I already have. And I feel really like myself in drag and out of drags. So that's why I go by Vera because it's still very much me. But now that you were talking about that, Jason, it reminds me of, I really do, for me, it's I, I what I enjoy kind of is how the, people who attend drag shows and, and other people in the drag community. I, I love it that they see this face and that they think this is Vera. And that when, honestly, it makes me feel great when the makeup is off and people are like, huh. And I'm like, right, I know. <laughs> I could be like, like this. Honestly, if I could just be like this and my face, this is getting weird. Please definitely put this in whatever paper. But if I could have two faces at once, that yeah. would be kind of the best situation. And the fact that people look at my face and are like, without drag and think, hmm, I, <laughs> I associate this with the drag face. That makes me like full of joy. Yeah. I, I have a similar experience. So um, mm. it doesn't, it doesn't sound crazy. It sounds very relatable. Like, 
could I just you remember that one time when you texted me while you were on BART and you're like, oh, this is what it feels like to be cruised as a guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Great. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Vegas, do you have any thoughts, especially um, kind of watching how drag kinging has changed in the last couple of years? <laughs> like, uh, what, what did it mean to be a king and has that changed for you? Well, I still have the same costume, so that's the case. You have different photos. Ones. I'm like, I still have that coat. Um, <laughs> and that's the same ruffle shirt. Anyway, um, yeah, I. Uh, I think for me, I've always seen my drag kinging as a performance. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm a, I'm kind of, I am a little bit of a different person, I think, on stage. And I, my character, I don't, I feel like it's not, it's not very masculine. It's not very feminine. It's a little bit of both. I flirt with everybody in the audience. I can be very very gay or whatever. I don't, you know, I could just like, I just don't really care. <laughs> um, <laughs> and maybe it's just because of where I am in my life that I'm very okay with my center of self. So when I'm on stage, I'm pretty much like a character, I think, um, that, that, uh, I, it's not like I feel more like a man or more like a woman or by gender. I'm just me every day. I'm, I'm, I'm really not my character. I'm not Vegas Jake during the day or at home. I'm yeah. a different, I'm not that person. Um, and I remember I had colleagues from work come and see me perform once and they're like, holy fuck, where, where who's that? <laughs> so um, I go, I don't know. It's a stage and a whiskey. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> And, and so I think it's interesting because over time, I think when I first started doing drag, it was more about my identity and more about like, oh, look, I can actually, you know, blur my genders. And I didn't know I could do that. Um, and then as I've gotten older, it's just more of like, well, I just moved through the world as me, um, whatever gender that is for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think on the stage, it really is mostly a performance for me. Um, I don't um, focus too much on the, I think, the, the identity gender piece of it so much. Yeah. As I maybe did in the earlier years, I tried really hard to make it look a little bit more um, like I looked like a guy or what, you know, like I, I wanted to portray a little bit more of that. Um, but my character also does really funny, cheesy songs and um, I'm sort of making fun of myself and the songs that I choose. So. It's a little bit of that too, um, but I think over the time, I think it, I think what everyone was saying is true. I think what drag has also done, and particularly drag kings, is it has allowed I think people to really explore their gender, mm -hmm. and and I I say that in a way that because I think one's identity is very fluid, right? And so I think it gives people that space and that safe space to either jump and understand that their gender is fluid. Or for some, you know, we've had a lot of our troop members and people who have fully, you know, felt like they were a man and want to transition to be a man. And I think the stage had brought them closer to that actual identity of who they really felt like they always were deep down inside, which I think is very powerful for a lot of folks mm -hmm. to get to do that and explore that 
aspect of themselves. So, for sure. So, theoretical question: uh, What do you like? What is masculinity? How do you perform it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Masculinity. You uh, like for me, it's uh, I. But this is this is very specific to my experience, but when I am challenging masculinity, I'm challenging like Mexican culture in particular. And there's uh, there's just a lot that ties into that, which comes to like, men are better. Men are like the the man of the house. You do everything the man says. You cook and clean for the man. You provide, or he provides for you. You don't ask any questions. Um, If he has a wandering eye, you deal with it. Just all of those awful tropes that you often see in movies, especially with hot Latin men, 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 they're spicy, da-da-da. It's all funny and good and like humorous for a bit, but like there's my humor and fun comes from like, challenging that and being this nasty like nasty my whole thing is like being your nasty feel uncle who's just like ew you're actually really gross <laughs> yeah 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 it's like what the get away so for me personally it's challenging all those ideas and like and kind of really putting that down and and also in like truly just putting it down just being like this is fucking ridiculous look at me i'm ridiculous isn't this ridiculous it's kind of stupid isn't it <laughs> and like at the same time, yeah. there's another aspect of my drag that's like um, really highlights the feminine parts of my body, and mm-hmm. like it becomes very much about my body in particular. Um, so, yeah, there's there's you know lots of ways for me. It's both cultural and both very physical. Yeah, and like um, challenging masculinity means having my tits out sometimes, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, other other thoughts on masculinity and like as a performed art. Um, for me, I feel like how I challenge—well, not challenge it, but I guess how I show masculinity is like my drag is very like I go from like bratty teen to like this Italian cheesy ch- trying to be smooth, not really cheating. You know, you know, kind of thing, and then I'm, like, a leather daddy, so it's, like, an evolution of, like, <laughs> you know, so it's, like, yeah, I try and get all the age groups within one character within different roles, so, like, I'll go from, like, a bratty teen boy who came home from school and, like, wants to masturbate to George Michael, uh, secretively, <laughs> or I'll just swoon, try and swoon everybody in the room, doesn't matter gender, um, and be, like, that t- 20 year old guy that's just like hey I'll buy you a drink I'll buy you a drink you can buy me a drink blah 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 and then I'll (laughs) go to like leather daddy where it's just like are you fucking kidding me like no like I own the room you're gonna watch me right now and then maybe if you're lucky I'll flog you yeah like a whole bunch of different (laughs) kinds of masculinity but they're all kind of pretty gay I've actually found myself my first like drag like brother was actually uh Riley Coyote and our characters kind of like, strangely fell in love when we were performing over a series of numbers uh, Vera termed us relationship um and so you know here I was like expecting to present this like masculine form of myself super straight because I you know typically date women and all of a sudden my character is gay and I'm like what this is not at all (laughs) but I found that you know what I would have found in that is is that the audience just loves the crap out of masculine on masculine drag you know 
drag numbers and so it's just been a lot of fun because you can play with even with sexuality within drag you know because there's actually not a whole lot of us that perform in any kind of feminine way so we have to do our duets and you know bring a whole lot of masculinity which makes us gay or you know so it's it's a whole like fun play with with that they apparently like father and son drag too (laughs) (laughs) it's you joey looking at you Joey and I, <laughs> you just go way back, you know. Joey, I really influenced the leather daddy in him. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck did I that know, come dude, from? You just have these like red. You gotta be prepared when you do an interview. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm gonna give Joey one of these yeah. so he can have his father on his dresser. Great <laughs> <laughs> lines. So oh. good. Can we all get a photo, including Will, of that? Can we get a copy of that? <laughs> of that one? Yes. Of this specific one? That There's specific. like a whole series. See, oh I my gosh. It. This is a good one right here. Yeah. I knew you had a stack of photos. Yes, a stack of pictures of Joey. <laughs> no, that's, that's not me. Oh my God, that is Vegas. <laughs> that's what that. I'm saying. We're I'm his I'm his father. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, turn around. That's a young Vegas right, right there. Hot. <laughs> I said, yeah. turn around and show your butt so we see the other parentage. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Show the parentage. Yeah. There we go. There, there it go. is. The best butt go. ever. Well, I think that that's something that's, you know, cute that I hadn't seen before was this element of drag family and drag dads and all of that, which is like one of the sweetest things with all the new kings that come in. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I have some like mentor figure that we're, is going to okay. like yeah. help bring this person out. And I love, I love that idea that creates this family and there's all kinds of weird relationships that show up because of that, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. What did we say? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Children. My, child, my child's like, you only have one child. You're not having another. <laughs> Vera, how many children do we have? Oh, God. Like we, have, we, have, forehead. we have a couple just, you know, as with you and me as parents. And then I have like, God. Vera's been busy. I'm your number one. So. Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. I only have two. Yeah. Going. And Randy Puck. Yeah. Oh, oh I didn't know so Randy Puck was either. The rest of them, I'm just time. uncle and dunkle and grandpa. <laughs> and drunkle when you're with the extra. Thank whiskey. you, drunkle. I like it. Drunkle. <laughs> yeah. That's Lee Crow all the time, though. That's Lee Crow all the time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've not gone there yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm very, I'm, I'm super jealous. That's one of the things that I, because I, I lived in the South Bay, so I was never like close to the drag community. And one of the things that kills me is I never really had like a drag parent. Um, I think the closest thing I got actually was uh, Hota, you and Chico, like showing me how to like put on sideburns or like use spirit gum. Like literally y'all were part of how I ended up on stage, not looking like a complete fool. I mean, I still made a fool of myself, but that was on person. <laughs> Yeah. I think you saw my first drag appearance as that sep creepy 70s salesperson that was just that oh, the makeup was so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean like 
you know, I, 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 I had been a queen before I was a king. So like I had, I had some idea about contouring, but it was even like, I think uh, at that first drag king contest in 2017, when you were like, Hey, sideburns, think about that. <laughs> no, right? no, obviously you didn't, you didn't say it like that, but no, no, I wasn't like, nah, nah. No, no, but, no, 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 but you were like, here's you know like you were like oh you know if you try doing this you can actually like look like you have sideburns and that'll change yeah. the shape of your face and I was like mind blown yeah. it's like, funny. I had very first met you as Dee Dee at Body Political and that yeah. was like my very first experience was very queen very femme person yeah. like um yeah going through the whole drag king contest experience with you was just like like I said you're right there with me through all the mayhem it was very fun yeah. And it was also at a time where I had a lot of folks who were like, I, d I don't want to say picking apart. Whoa. I don't want to say picking <laughs> apart my drag, but being, but, really? but being like, you're, you're new. So I'm going to tell you every little thing. And Lee yeah. Crow was, was someone who was very much like that. Lee Crow, Lee Crow was someone who was also very much like, who was like my sideburn person who was like, yeah. you need sideburns. This is how you color them in. You're going to use acrylic paint with a, uh, stippling sponge um very yeah. and that who was the person like who pulled me aside and was like I love you so much but the fucking bump on your head under your wigs driving me fucking crazy <laughs> so I'm yeah. gonna show you how to braid your hair along upside down along your head so it goes on smooth yeah <laughs> yeah yeah one time Lee Crow was like hey I've been seeing pictures of you here's a tie clip kid and I was just like no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like that is some, sometimes that's like the, the help that you need is like those little details totally changes everything. No, it truly does. Truly. <laughs> Lee Crow gave me uh, cufflinks once. <laughs> Ebony. I was like, I always wear it like this. <laughs> Free. <laughs> that's awesome. Lee Crow just um, owns the guardian angel. Pretty much. Or an asshole. Or, yeah, or an asshole. <laughs> Both. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> All aspects of what you know. <laughs> I feel oh, like man. I'm also still learning a lot from my brothers. Like yeah. for example, I recently learned how to throat contour from Hawker <laughs> Mercury. And I'm never gonna be over it. Throat contouring is where it's at. And I also just want to throat contour a lot because of the way it sounds. But <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> But it, I feel like I just am constantly learning, and it, I like when I started, I don't think I contoured it all. Like I think I just put the beard on, which I still love, and it pretty much still looks the same, predominantly because it's my actual hair having a <laughs> mascara party with itself. But you know, yeah, and I think you know, has changed. Yeah, yeah. No, go go ahead. No, I think the makeup stuff has changed a lot in drag. Mm. I mean, I, when I started doing it, it was mostly spirit gum and, and, and you still do this, but, but I feel like the makeup and cutting up your own hair or crepe hair or something, people still do that. But I think the makeup has changed a lot. Mm. Like I, I'd never, I don't cont I, that's like a, I don't know. <laughs> the contour is like, I try, but no. But but you know what I mean? It's just like it's just changed a lot, right? And I think it's that 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 uh wanting to make the face look almost more masculine. Mm -hmm. Um, which I when you go back to your talk about masculinity, which I find very interesting because it's it's uh 
yeah, I don't know. I, others can talk about this, but the contouring is what that's about. It's changing your face to look more like a guy. That's how I sometimes see it, which is totally great. And, and, but it's interesting how the makeup world, I think it's changed a lot in drag king because, you know, um, it's gotten even bigger with different types of contouring and different colors and like, Oh my gosh. Like a whole other world. <laughs> look like fucking Degas paintings. I don't yeah. know what's happening. Yeah. 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 And it's like a realism. It's like realism. The glitter beard has gotten like super big. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. There's, um, there's some Kings out here in Wisconsin who are just so freaking talented. Like their yeah. makeup, I look at it. I'm like, well, this took me 20 minutes and I'm ashamed. <laughs> you know? I envy them. I envy so, them. See, and that, that's the part that shouldn't happen because oh, sure. see what ends up happening is that there are people who are really good at makeup, right? But not all of us are and not all of us maybe want to be. Sure. But the pressure of thinking you need to look like that type of king, I mm. think is, is kind of a bummer because that's not it's it's performing it's it's playing with gender however that is to you right if it's a crazy makeup and you want to go all out that's awesome but if you can't go all out and you the most you got is mascara and your own hair to glue on then go for it you know and you can't you don't know how to contour and you can learn how to contour with youtube now but it's just that 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 pressure that ends up happening cuz you're like i don't look like that yeah it can it can be hard i mean one of the things i like about the the rebel king shows and part of why i felt you know okay to get up on the stage with you guys too is you know because it was people at every single level um mm -hmm. it was very open mic night in the sense of like i was seeing you know i think y'all did a a group number and then there were people who had been kinging for like years and then there was somebody who was brand new and i came to the show and was just like mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Oh, wow. There's yeah. like a whole world. It's not just, <laughs> you know, the one thing you see on YouTube or whatever, right? There is incredibly good. So is Vegas about welcoming those new stage, those new performers. It's almost like they welcome you to mess up and they, you know, love you harder for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So true. So, I also, um, yeah. oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go, 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 go ahead. Please. No, no, I was just thinking about Drag Kings and how they also, um, I feel like we put on a show. We really have to we really put on a an act. Yeah. What does Brandy Puck always say, Hota and Vera? The um, tableau or what tableau. is it? Yeah, tableau. 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 We always finish with tableau in our group. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Well, so that actually, so that leads me to my next question, which is, so okay, so people say drag kings are boring. Obviously, those people are wrong. But like, what is it that makes kings so interesting? Like, what is it that you can say, like? Theater. When somebody comes at you, right? Mm -hmm. um, I am a tiny little woman, and I go out there, or woman, and I go out there, and I look like a tinier little man. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> somehow, this is very true. I managed to dominate <laughs> an entire room, and that is just pure silliness. If you can't tell me that there's like humor and like. We're fucking spectacles. Drag yeah. kings are absolute spectacles, and we aim to be. And there's people that like do a lot more or a lot different things, not more, but different things with their drag. They can get political. They can give all these wonderful messages. We've done that sometimes with some of our group acts, and yeah. like, just I think at at the core, like speaking for myself at least, like I'm a fucking spectacle. I know that I can deliver a huge laugh to a room. 
Yeah, I can attest to that. (laughs) (laughs) Have been in the audience. Like in drag, like I feel like there's more of a fascination and, and this I think is rooted in quote unquote traditional drag like drag queens, but um, a lot of it's rooted in who's look, who looks super passing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like um, for drag kings, like uh, Vegas, you say like it started off a little more like that of looking the most manly you could, but it seems like it's evolved into this like celebration of gender and theater. Especially mm-hmm. in the Bay Area. Yeah, especially in the Bay Area. You go other places, it's not like that. And really. like the production here in the Bay Area, and I mean, I, I say this, uh, naively because to be honest I haven't been involved with too many other things aside from Behoff um, mm-hmm. which is an insane production like value but like production here in the Bay Area people put so much thought and time and energy into that and there's so many le- little theaters in like the Tenderloin that like still offer the spaces that like mm-hmm. we need and uh, I don't know I, just, I feel very special about San Francisco drag in particular mm-hmm. and the love that people put into their shows mm-hmm. and like there's a difference between like the love of the show and the love of like the profit because mm. it's still a party business and you can make some money off of it mm-hmm. but like for the people that are trying to do that or like trying like I don't know I don't, I don't I can't even say that I know anybody that is really trying to do that like their faces aren't out there at least yeah mm. yeah yeah I think a lot of what I've seen differently between especially like the drag queen versus drag king community is is like I think there's a lot there's a lot more performance it's not a lot it's not as much about the costuming it's not as much about I I look fabulous and I'm gonna walk around and I'm gonna collect your dollars and I feel like that's you know a lot of the drag queen shows that I have seen is is that there's there's not a whole lot of storytelling the storytelling is in the costume Mm -hmm. and with masculine type costumes up until recently what we see differently now in in some of the performance costumes that we see for kings but i think the storytelling the the performance aspect of it i think that in some ways we have to work a little harder because of the lack of costuming that you actually have to show you know create a performance that's that's people want to watch that it's you can't just like have this sexy dude typically just kind of walking around collecting dollars that's not going to like get the energy up mm-hmm. um, whereas like <clears throat> glamorous queens it's like oh my god you're so beautiful in these three and it's like drag kings have, have this like ongoing reputation uh, within the drag community of being like oh you're just a lesbian in your dad's suit and we're all like no one most of us aren't lesbians this is not my dad this is not my dad <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, these eyebrows are a little bit my dad. <laughs> Just gonna put that out there. I really agree though with like the performance aspect, and that I think um, there's what I've seen when what I love about Dry King performance is that there's so many elements going on. There's a performance aspect. There's a there's a like uh, a character a performance a character a, if there's a certain level of wittiness if there's a certain level of like inherent sarcasm there's always like you can engage with multiple elements at once it it could and one element could be the costume and one element could be the audience engagement I see a lot more audience engagement and like that or maybe this is just 
me personally, that's what I like to focus on a lot, audience participation engagement, mm -hmm. and just going to collect a tip. Like I want someone to look at me and like be, be seen. Be seen and realize that, that like I am singing to you. And yes, that can get weird, but if it gets weird, it's consensual and it's also funny. And then you might message me about it later, which just happened, which is so cute. <laughs> I literally got in the front row of our stage being that was hilarious. And I was like, you're welcome. Any anytime. <laughs> but I feel like kings do a lot of work in that area. And yeah. I also I feel like um I feel like kings also do more duet group number stuff. So then I've seen, and all of this is me being biased because I'm I do, I do other shows that are mixed but I do a lot of king only stuff, but I see a lot more duets and group numbers and collaboration because we all, uh, and I mean, a lot of queens love each other as well, but we all love each other and are obsessed with each other's art. That's what I see in the Bay Area and in Rebel Kings particularly, that we think each other are the best and we can't wait to see each other perform again or perform with one another. Like nothing could be better to me. The audience loves that. I mean, yeah. us, it's, so, it's so fun to watch collaborations with two, three, a group number. I mean. Yeah. We get out there and like totally silly, and yet the audience just loves us no matter what we do because there's five hot kings on stage. Like <laughs> that alone by itself, just it's, you know. <clears throat> it's also like the, the the audience not only gets to see you grow as a as a like performer, but they get to see different relationships grow on stage with drag kings. Mm -hmm. Like Vera and I have never have only done one duet together, but like it's growing. You know, Face and I have done a couple duets together. We've never done a duet together, but like Mickey Finn and I, like we've done numerous amounts of duets together, and yeah. it's just like we kind of grew that into a relationship, you know. And then they got to see, <laughs> we got to be friends, you know. They got to see like that relationship grow, and it's interesting, and especially with the regulars that like know us and mm -hmm. know us individually, and then see what we come up together is like exciting, and it's new. Yeah, I love that. Um, so we're we're coming up on our on our hour, but uh, before I you know let you all go back out into the uh, pandemic quarantine, um, our living room <laughs> exactly yeah, right. So exciting. Um, but I, I just is there anything else that you feel like we haven't touched on, or something that you feel like the world should know about the Rebel Kings or about drag kings in general? Or mm. yeah, <laughs> burlesque shows need to book more drag kings and drag queens. Cosine, mm -hmm. cosine. Um, <laughs> I can't help but think of uh, our like hubba crossover we did on um, yes. uh, like our New Year's yes. Eve show with Jim Sweeney. That was awesome. And, like honestly and this goes back to what Vera was saying about us loving seeing each other's art but it could have just been us in that room and it would have been fucking amazing mm. <laughs> and it, it was the complete opposite of that it was sold out it was packed it was great and like the fact and it goes back to what Jason was saying is like people love to see those hot kings on stage they love to see those like duets like they saw Vegas and Joey do it they saw me and Vera do it yeah like um, having kings in those spaces that are usually for like boobies and pasties and like rhinestones and g-strings is like the shakeup that the entertainment like the local scenes need yeah yeah um, and people like forms of masculinity not just like cis dude masculinity like exactly. they want to see other masculine people be hot on stage yeah yeah
Yeah, yeah we got a I, whole bunch of new people from that one show that yeah. were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> people, and there are people that live in the East Bay who are like, wait, you guys do this with a white horse? Uh-huh. And then they come and it's like, whoa, shit, okay, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one thing that's cool about our show too is it's very diverse audience, yeah. which I always think is fab. That mm-hmm. that I think sometimes drag kings, I, queens do too, but I, there is a quite a diverse group of people that come to see drag kings. Yeah, because um, mm-hmm. when we host the show, we we engage the audience, you know, by talking to them and asking them funny questions, and mm-hmm. I think. Um, <gasps> you learn a lot about who's in your audience and it's, it's just always fun. I think that's what's so much fun is like, you're like, and you're from where, you know, <laughs> anyway, it's just cool. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so great. So, okay. So the rebel King shows are the second and fourth Wednesdays now, oh, not every Wednesday. Third. First, and third. first and third, first and third. But, right, second and fourth is. We do have a show on the fourth Wednesday or fourth Thursday. Fourth Thursday. That's what it is. Right. And that's at Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so currently, we're along with everyone else going to uh, digital platforms until things ease up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll, we're all in together and we'll go from there, I guess. Yes. <laughs> we'll have some interesting dragon in showers. Yeah. For a little yeah. while. <laughs> I feel, just to say one more thing, honestly, I feel like our digital shows are just representative of what we are because they feel just like our show. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of blew oh, my props. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and no cleanup for Jason Trouble. But yeah. like the, you took my I, job away though. We had the epic glitter cleanup the last show, so I figure I've got my hold oh. on cleaning up for a minute. No, it wasn't glitter, it was fake blood with mylar like yeah, what was that it was mylar confetti that someone dumped on liquid which then stuck to the floor <laughs> like, we put then they said sorry on. and ran off <laughs> oh my word oh, we stayed until like one in the morning no vera, vera stayed, stayed till the very end the very end we left I got like every one. one of those pieces of glitter up there were okay. thousands of them but i'm so i'm a virgo and i have a slight you know, but I, I realized that if you make a tape glove, if you put tape outside out on your hand and you just padded everything, you could get actually every last one up off yeah. the floor. <laughs> that is and that's what she did to the entire cabaret room of the White Horse. <laughs> um, that floor has never been that good. No. I was impressed by all of you watching the video of that. I wasn't yeah. there. <laughs> we we really dug our bodies and yeah. pulled them around each other. Yeah. And, yeah. Being a Virgo, though, I probably would have helped Vera. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, one thing I want to say is I want to thank you, Will, um, yes. because I think yeah. this sort of stuff is what helps get the 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 history of drag kings and the the stories out to the community of folks who maybe are wanting to learn more or mm-hmm. understand that the drag king world is one world and drag queen culture is another co- like there's it's it's all intermixed but it's also there's a little uniqueness to each one so thank you for that yeah, yeah. of course and i'm just so grateful that all of you were able to make time in the middle of a pandemic to come talk about kings so <laughs> what better thing to do right. what are we doing <laughs> calendar's open right now Hey, I hope you enjoyed the show, and if you liked it, why not rate, review, and subscribe wherever you feel like rating, reviewing, and subscribing. 
If you want to learn more about today's guests, head over to facebook.com slash kingsvoicespod or check out the comments uh, or the description in the YouTube channel, uh, King's Voices Pod. Uh, there I'll post all the links to everything you want to know about today's guest, and you can find them from there. Uh, if you are interested in becoming a guest yourself, then why not shoot me an email at willxulydrag at gmail.com or shoot me a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash kingsvoicespod. Alright, so that's it for today, and remember, keep your toxic masculinity to yourself, but share your drag with the world.